This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floors really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an eight 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 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor, Pavestone, Sense, and Bonide. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now because we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. If you got a DIY dilemma that needs to be solved, give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT or post your question to us online at moneypit.com. Got a great show planned for you coming up between air conditioning, cooking, cleaning, and more laundry. Summer is a season when we do put a lot of demands on our electrical systems. So if your system is stressed out and you're thinking, hmm, do I need to upgrade to a bigger electrical panel? Is that going to solve my problem? We're going to tell you how to know if that's truly needed or not. And also ahead, do you love your dog, but not so much having to get up in the middle of the night to let that dog out? We're going to have some tips on how to install a pet door that your pet can actually open, close, and lock themselves without human intervention or risk of unwanted wildlife using that same entry. And if you're thinking about upgrading your floors, we're going to tell you about a new material that's so tough you can hit it with a hammer and it won't even show a dent. But first, we want to know what you are working on this time of year. Are you getting warm? Are you working outside? Are you putting in a pool? Whatever it is, let us lend you a hand. Give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Jackie in Illinois is looking for some small garden decor tips. What's going on? Tell us about your space. I just purchased my home. It'll be a year the second of next month in my yard is big enough for me, but yet small enough for anybody else. What I would like to do is um, put, like, a a garden area up along the west side of my fence without having to dig the yard up and make the yard look real tacky. Uh, Do you have any hints, suggestions, ideas? So you have a fence along this one wall. You want to put a garden or a flower bed in front of that. What is the rest of the space? Uh, Well, it's... um, my backyard is fenced in, and okay. from my garage, which is on the east side of the property, clean, clear to the west side, uh, I get plenty of sunlight. Okay, but is it grass? Is it patio? The biggest portion of the yard is grass. I've got, like, a small patio area, like, right next to the garage. And if I could just put, like, a flower bed or a place uh, that I can put, like, a small garden... It's what I would like to do. I kind of like to use um, the landscape lumber, but I don't know how much to get or how to go about putting it up. All right. Well, my first thought, since you've got this patio area in front of the garage, and the garage is probably just, you know, a blank wall of whatever the siding material is, 
my first thought is to do a great little seating area in front of there. And you need to think about, you know, are you looking to sit at a table or do you want to sit at like, you know, a small settee, you know, a little couch area with a chair. So think about how you would like to use that space. Are you looking for eating and entertaining or more like lounging and relaxing? Mainly like uh, eating and entertaining. Yeah, so definitely a table, umbrella, some chairs there. That's great and does not have to cost a ton of money. I mean, you can find some at home centers you know, department stores that specialize in home decor for very affordable amounts. Now, on that back wall with the garage that's kind of, you know, lackluster, you can either do a trellis with some potted plants on either side with a climber like a clematis or an ivy or a night-blooming jasmine, something that will sort of grow up and out of the pots and onto the trellis. You know, I did this on the side of my garage with two potted clematis, and I have this beautiful, you know, wrought iron trellis that I found that I've put you know you know twinkling white christmas lights on and the clematis sort of takes over it in the summer months and blooms and smells fantastic and it's just lovely to sit in front of you can do something like that very inexpensively and very easily as well now as far as a flower bed on the opposite side i mean you're really not going to sacrifice that much yard space if you do dig up a portion of that lawn and that really is the best way to do it to create a flower bed and what you can do is you can use either that um you know, landscaping lumber or even stones, um, river rock or, you know, field stones stacked up to create a little wall for a flower bed. Just remove that layer of grass, fill it in with potting soil and plant away. And that really is a great way to create a flower bed. And if you go sort of creatively with your shape and edge it a bit, you're not giving up that much lawn space. I thank you so much for your help and I greatly appreciate it. Gary in Virginia is on the line and is dealing with some odor coming from the sink. Tell us what's going on. We do have a, a problem in the bathroom. I'm not sure where it's coming from. I don't know whether it could be trapped gases or whether it could be, I don't think it's anything in the water because it's just in the bathroom. But a lot of times when we take a shower, um, you know, get out and uh, now if we get dried off and everything and, and leave the bathroom and come back in, it's, it's, uh, it's a terrible odor in there. It smells like you know, kind of like a, a sewer, I guess maybe. Right. But um, I mean, we've had our septic pump days um, last year, and it, you know it's not that. But and it it not only happens in the shower; it can happen in the like if uh, we use the tub, or sometimes if we're at the sink, you know, like we shave, if I shave or something like that, and uh, and finish up, it's like it comes up to the. Uh, the pipe, but it doesn't happen every time. It could happen twice a week. It could happen no time. It sounds like something we call biogas. You get bacteria that will form in the drains and in the traps and in the fittings around there, and the bacteria itself has an awful odor to it. So yeah. what I would do is I would take the trap apart for the bathroom sink because you can get to that. I would mm-hmm. you know, use a bottle brush and scrub the heck out of all of that. I would put it back together and fill the entire trap with oxygenated bleach and let it sit. I would do the same thing for the bathtub. I would take the drain cover off. I would use a bottle brush to get down there and scrub the insides of those pipes. And I would fill those with oxygenated bleach and let them sit because the bleach is going to kill those microbes, kill that bacteria. And that should make a difference. If it is biogas, it smells terrible. And why wouldn't wouldn't they do that at? You know, every time. Well, sometimes it's more active than others is all I could say. But, uh, you know, it depends on a lot of things, including the air pressure in the room. You know, if the room mm-hmm. happens to have a lower pressure because of other things going on in the house, you know, it may draw out or not. So 
that it's probably there all the time. It's just that you don't smell it because of the airflow. You know, what we've had, you know, a plumber look at it and, you know, he's just, he, he can't find the answer either. So, yeah. you know, well, I, I think if you Google biogas, you'll see that there are a lot of folks that have the same issue and this is how you solve it. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. I appreciate your help. All right, Gary. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top-rated local home improvement pros for any home project. Go to homeadvisor.com. And just ahead, between air conditioning, cooking, and cleaning, and laundry, summer is definitely a season when we put a lot of stress on our electrical system. If you're thinking that you're ready to upgrade to a bigger electrical panel, we're going to tell you how to know if that's truly needed in today's pro project, presented by homeadvisor.com, next. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Bonite. Looking for an all-natural, effective insect control product for use on vegetables, flowers, trees, and shrubs? Get Bonite's Captain Jack's Dead Bug Broom. Bonite, made in America and available at a retailer near you. Or visit Bonite.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So this weekend, I took a break from my yard and helped out my friend with his yard. But you've got a yard project going on, too. So what's going on at uh, Casa Segretti this week? (laughs) It's been going on for a little while. I will tell you, I did sort of just jump headfirst into this. And it was all just catapulted by that pine tree that we took down. And that sort of then led me to pull out pretty much all the landscaping and the backside of the property. And when I say backside of the property, it's literally 23 feet wide, a fence that backs up to the high school. So I'm not talking about like a palatial estate here. But I I had to take everything out to kind of get an idea of what I wanted. I pulled out all the old stonework and I did all of this sort of demo stuff minus the big tree myself, which saved a ton of money. But then I had a pro come in and do... um a concrete base with a blue stone patio. And then I built a wall, the full 23 feet wide, four feet away from that high school fence line with stacked blue stone and a blue stone capper. I mean, it's modern, it's clean, it's beautiful. Now it's totally empty and I'm trying to decide what 
sort of evergreen I want to put in there to give me a hedge to hide that high school. The ultimate goal is to hide the high school. And I'm really going back and forth. And I just keep going around and taking pictures. I found actually a great app called Plant Snap because I've been trying to figure out what evergreen I want to put in. And I literally, as I'm walking, I'm like, click and I scan it through the app and it's like, that is called privet. I'm like, okay, do I like that? What will that do in this area? Cause I'm, you know, Tom, I kill everything. So I'm just terrible <laughs> at landscaping. So I want to make sure, especially with the expense that it's durable, it's going to be evergreen. It's going to do what I want. So I'm kind of stuck at this point. And hopefully by the next time we all get together, I'll say, Oh, I planted something. You know, what the worst part is of these weekend projects Monday morning. Yeah, because you're hurting. <laughs> I used to do this day in and day out. You We're know, old, all, Tom. I know. Well, maybe. I'm not ready to admit to that. But I'm telling you, even though I work out all the time, I am still a basket case on Monday from all of the all of the muscles that I'm using now that I haven't been used before. <laughs> yeah, and these one-week projects seem to linger over weekends. Oh, no I'm kidding. just, you know, I'm hoping come the yep. end of June, I'm sitting in a beautifully yes. newly landscaped yard. Advil is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Martha in Ohio is on the line with a leaky door and a leaky window. What is going on? We had some sliding glass doors in our family room that's paneled, and we had them taken out, and we wanted just a picture window in there. So when they came to do the picture window, they took the door out, the sliding doors out, and, you know, the foundation was like, oh, maybe a block or two uh, up and the you know door had been left empty um down lower so what they did was they took um two by fours i think it was wood and built up to the block level and then proceeded to put in the supports for the window so now when it i made a flower bed out there and now when the ground gets real so saturated and water tends to puddle there collect right it runs under the wood through the wood not surprised and well so it sounds like instead of building the foundation up with concrete block which is what they should have done they sort of filled it in with wood framing is that correct yes yes yeah what, probably wasn't the best choice that or do we need to start over well, it's, you know it's, it's kind of hard to advise that you seal something that was never done right to begin with. I mean, it really should have been a concrete block. But but having said that, if you are going to trap that much water against the foundation, whether it's a wood patch or a concrete block, it's still going to leak. You just can't hold that kind of water against the foundation. We advise against this all the time, Martha, because those sorts of planters and other, anything else that holds water against a house is just not a good idea, especially in an area like Ohio, where you've got a pretty significant freeze-thaw cycle. Because of that water yeah. that saturates the soil, that soil freezes. It's going to push inward on that wall and weaken the, the basement wall. So I would recommend mm -hmm. if you are going to have a planter that you've got to have some drainage in there so that the water does not puddle up. Because if you do trap it against the wall, regardless of how that wall is built, even though it wasn't repaired correctly, uh, it's going mm -hmm. to leak and it's going to cause damage. So I think the issue really is what you did after the fact more so than what they did to uh, install the picture window. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And have a nice day. You're welcome. Day.
Well, have you noticed that between the air conditioning and the cooking and the cleaning and everything else that goes on in the house in the summer, that your electrical system might be seeming a bit stressed out? I mean, are you sort of popping circuit breakers when you didn't before? You might be thinking that now's a great time to upgrade the service. We'll tell you how to get that job done in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Yeah, first of all, guys, you have to know whether you need more circuits or a whole new service. So to do that, you need to understand why circuits break or fuses blow. Now, every circuit in your home should be protected by a circuit breaker whose job it is to make sure that that circuit only carries the amount of electricity that its wiring is rated for. For example, in most homes, you've got a number 14 copper wire. Now, that's used for lighting and outlets. That wiring is designed to carry 15 amps of electricity. Electricity. Try and put more than that through the wire. That could heat up, cause a fire. So that's why those are rated the way they are. That's right. So the job of the circuit breaker is basically to monitor how much power is being pushed through and to turn that circuit off if the circuit exceeds what the wiring is rated for. It's going to protect you in the house. Now, if that happens a lot, it might just be that you need more circuits, not a whole new electrical panel. For example, I once had a house, Leslie, where we had a window AC unit, and we learned that every summer when we tried to plug in the vacuum in the same room with the AC running, it would blow the breaker. So the problem wasn't that we didn't have enough power to the house. We had plenty of power. It was just that we had too much on that one circuit. So the solution was just to have an electrician install a new circuit just for that AC, and then we never tripped the breaker again. Yeah, good point. You know what? That's today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area, read verified reviews, and book appointments all online for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. Stan, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Oh, well, I had just bought a house that was built in 1995. It's a 4,000-square-foot underground home. Wow, that sounds neat. And it's not a transformed, like, um, missile? (laughs) I've been to Oklahoma, and I've seen these, like, missile launching areas that have been sort of retaken over and turned into homes. No, this is actually a underground concrete structure that was specifically built to be a house. Do you get to mow your roof? Yes, I do. Interesting. (laughs) Very cool. So what can we help you with? Well, um, I knew when I bought this that it had a few leaks. And um, being that the house is getting close to being 20 years old, um, I feel that it's time to probably remove the dirt and expose and probably replace the roof, and especially since I have some leaks. And uh, I'm having trouble finding somebody that, that deals with any kind of underground structure home, um, and especially like in uh, roof ceiling um, of that nature. And uh, I was curious if, I mean, I'm sure this is probably going to be an expensive uh, undertaking, but furthermore, after I go back and get it all done, when I find the contractor to do it, um, what maybe is there some care uh, preventative maintenance that how I care for that uh, underground roof system. Uh, so I'm not coming back, you know, at a later date and time and going back through the same process. There's no way we could give you the answer to that question, but we can give you some advice on how to approach it. What I would do is uh, I would find an architect to spec out this roof project. Cause it's a big project, 4,000 square foot roof. 
And I would have an architect or an engineer spec out the project. Let them do the research on what is the most viable materials out there right now available to replace this roof with. And have them provide prepare a specification for that. It's worth the investment because then with that spec, you can bring it to qualified contractors. And I would guess probably the best contractors will be those that do commercial roofing, not residential roofing. And have them have them follow this specification exactly. I would not try to find a roofing contractor that has their own personal idea of how to do this. Because you're not going to find somebody that's experienced in these homes is too unique. But if you find a building professional that could spec this out for you, do the research on the best way to replace that roof, that spec will be very valuable to you. Perfect. That's a great idea. Never even thought of that. All right. Well, good luck, Stan. Hey, guys. I appreciate it. We've got to work smarter, not harder, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, do you love your dog, but you just hate getting up to always have to walk them at all hours of the day and night? Well, just ahead, we're going to have some tips on how you can install a pet door that is so convenient, your pet will literally be able to let himself out and then lock the door behind him. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And we're not giving the dog a key. I promise. We'll tell you all about it in a bit. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, and get instantly matched with top rated pros for any home project and book appointments online for free. At homeadvisor.com. The number is 1 888 Money Pit, 888 666 3974. Mary in Wisconsin, you've got the money pit. What can we help you with today? I'm redoing my basement, and I'm wondering about flooring. Um, it has had a rubber-backed carpet, which has been taken up, so we're down to the concrete. And I'm just wondering what would be a good thing to put back 
down on the floor there. So rubber back carpet was kind of popular at one point in time, but generally speaking, we don't recommend carpet for basements because they're so damp. You can build up a lot of uh, uh, of, of debris down there that can cause allergic reactions. You get dust mites and, and all that sort of thing that will nest in the carpet. So I would look to a smooth surface material. So your options might be laminate floor, which is beautiful. It could look like hardwood floor or tile. Um, it's made of different composite materials. It's it's very very tough surface, and it floats. It doesn't. It's not glued down. It floats on top of the floor. Or you could choose a special type of hardwood floor called engineered hardwood. Now, solid hardwood would not be recommended for a basement because it's too moist. But engineered is made up of different layers of hardwood. It kind of looks like the guts of it kind of look like plywood, but the surface it looks like a regular hardwood floor. You can't really tell the difference once it's down. And I think that would be a good option as well. Uh- um, I really like the carpet down there. <laughs> Use area rugs. You're just going to be sad. It's just going to cause a lot of problems. It's going to make you feel yucky. It's going to feel damp down there. And it's a very dated look today, too. I mean, things have changed in terms of decor. And I, I think the solid surface uh, of a laminate floor or an engineered hardwood floor would, would be much more um, common today. Is there something feasible in a price range, though? Yeah, I mean, laminate floor is really affordable. You, you can get that for as little as maybe four bucks a square foot. Yeah, you know what? Go online. I've seen laminate flooring just south of $2 a square foot. So there's really some great options that are very affordable out there. Okay, thank you. Mary, thanks so much for calling us at 8 to 8 Money Pit. Well, are you tired of hearing your door scratched constantly by your dog, begging to be let out, often in the middle of the night? A pet door could totally put that to rest and let you get some rest instead. Oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? So guys, when you're choosing the door, measure your pet at the shoulders and add two inches to determine that door's height. Now, pre-made pet doors can be installed into any door, patio slider, garage door, or even an exterior wall. Now, depending on the mounting location and the pet, the material can vary. For dogs that like to chew, though, it's important you look for a bite-proof door. It's a definite must. You also want to make sure that the door is weatherproof so that the drafts and the rain are kept out of the house. And when you're installing, you want to be sure to use flashing and caulk to reseal the opening that you make in the wall or your door because you got to keep everything dry. You're putting a hole in a perfectly good wall. Also, and finally, you want to discourage visits by neighborhood cats or backyard wildlife, right? So you need to choose an automated door that unlocks only when approached by a sensor, which conveniently hangs from your dog's collar. So you don't let any skunks in by mistake. <laughs> Unless they trick your dog and they're like, come on, buddy, let me in. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. All right, going to North Carolina where Michael wants to work on a bathtub project. Why not just get in the tub and relax, Mike? What's going on? I wish I could, young lady. Thank y'all ever so much for taking my call. Uh, this house was built in 1934, and the bathtub's always been white porcelain. But I think the last time around, my mom and dad remodeled the bathroom. They had it sprayed like a tan color, like a sandstone color. And I would love to remove it and bring it back to its normal gloss. Well, if they've painted it, the, probably the normal gloss wasn't so wasn't so attractive. It might have worn. And um, to refinish a bathtub is usually a big challenge. Now, you can strip it, and you could refinish it again, and you may get some number of years out of it. 
Um, but I generally find that that those refinishing projects are they're kind of like paint jobs. You know, they they last maybe five, six, seven years, and then you're doing it again and again. Or you can consider relining the tub. There's a process by which the tub a tub liner could be built and sits actually inside that original tub and gives it a completely new surface. So those are really the two options that I'd pursue, Michael. So on the relining operation, what would you consider? Well, I mean, it's there. There's different. There are manufacturers out there that do bathtub relining, and, and exactly, it's a composite material that's essentially made to fit your tub. They take some measurements, and it it doesn't take up too much room, and it looks really nice when it's done. But it's not inexpensive. It's probably on par with having the tub refinished. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, are you looking for a floor that's waterproof, kitten pet proof, impact resistant, and super affordable? We're going to share one with you that does all of that next. The Money Pit is presented by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor tells you what's on in your home and how much it costs to run. Now through June 16th, save $50 on Sense during their Father's Day sale. Just use promo code radio at sense.com. Live in a Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. It is presented by Bonide. Looking for an all-natural, effective insect control product for use on vegetables, flowers, trees, and shrubs? Get Bonide's Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. Bonide, made in America and available at a retailer near you. Or visit Bonide.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Love to chat with you about what's going on in your Money Pit. You want to take it from pit to castle? Give us a call right now at one 888 Pit 888-666. 6663974 presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of Home Advisor's top-rated pros for free.
Sharon in Ohio is on the line with a sump pump question. How can we help you? Um, we have an issue with our furnace. It seems to be pulling sewer gas from our sump pump because that's where it drains into, and we can't figure out how to solve the issue. Temporarily, so, temporary solution is to pour water in the sump pump. But then about three or four days later, we turn the furnace on, and it draws the sewage gas air again. Well, let's talk about this. So first of all, what water from the furnace is being drained into the sump pump? Are you talking about the uh, condensate line from the air conditioning system? Yes, sir. Is there a return duct in the basement area where this is or in the room where this is? Or do you think it's coming in through the drain pipe? We think it's coming in from the sump pump. And it's a wintertime issue because it happens when we turn the furnace on. Well, if you think it's it's because it's reversing, it's pulling whatever soil gas is causing this unpleasant odor. If you think it's coming in because of the drain line, there's a really simple solution. Put a trap in it. So if the drain line has a P-trap, kind of the same kind of that sort of uh, U-shaped pipe that's underneath the bathroom sink, then that pipe will stay filled with water and will not allow any gases, any air to back up through it and get into the furnace. That's not built into the furnace already? Not always. I mean, it depends on the workmanship of the installer. But no, you would see it on the outside. If you don't see a P-trap, it doesn't have one. The other thing that could be causing this, and sometimes this happens, is, is occasionally, and I don't want to freak you out, but occasionally you'll get a rodent that will die inside of a return duct. And if that happens, yeah, this thing can go on for quite a while. But I would take a look at that drain line, and if it doesn't have a trap in it, do that. And uh, make sure it's filled with water when you start, if it's the winter, because it won't be. Uh, and I think you won't find any more uh, air gets through that pipe. Sharon, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, today there are many types of floors available, but if you'd like a floor that's beautiful, waterproof, affordable, and extremely tough, there's a new product we just discovered called Supercore that is all that and more. Now, what this is, is an engineered vinyl plank product, but instead of the typical softer wood composite construction, Supercore has a rigid stone plastic core. It's actually made of limestone. And that stone is a lot denser and hence tougher than virtually all other engineered vinyl plank floors that are on the market. Now, Supercore Click Lock floors have a wear layer that is 50% thicker than virtually any other waterproof floor that's on the market currently. And the product is waterproof, kitten pet-proof, and impact-resistant. Check out Supercore at WeShipFloors.com. That's WeShipFloors.com. They direct source the product, which cuts out the middleman and gives you a better floor for less money. They'll even send you free samples. That's WeShipFloors.com. Pat in Nebraska's on the line with a dishwasher that has decided to take the day off. <laughs> What's going on? Hi. Uh, yes, our dishwasher is on the blink, literally. Uh, it doesn't seem to work anymore. And as I look at it, uh, on the menu screen across the top, it's blinking, but doesn't work when I hit the start button or cancel or open the door or shut it. Um, can't get it to work anymore. How old is the dishwasher, Pat? I'd say about Five years old. Mm, that's, that's a shame. Not that old. Yes, we've yeah. gone through four of them since we've owned this house in about twenty. Wow! Really amazed. Uh, my husband yeah. shut and I'm the sure power a little annoyed too. And turned it back on, and it still doesn't seem to work. So we open and shut the door. Everything. So, so we think it's is. I went online and there's something about some kind of a board that. Can, like a like a motherboard or something. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. It's it's a failure of the control circuit, and there's a lot of electronic products in these newer uh, appliances. And the question, of course, is you know repair or replace. 
And at five years old, you're kind of right at that sort of balance point. You might be able to repair it. And the question is, is it going to be worth a couple hundred bucks to you to do that? Or would you rather take the 200 bucks and put it towards a new unit? That's what we weren't sure. So that's why we thought we'd give you a call. I think if it was me, I'd probably not repair it only because what do you hope to get out of that? You know, eight years, nine years, having somebody come out to your house and fix anything these days is a couple hundred bucks minimum. So it would end up being, you know, a third of the cost of a new unit. I mean, you can find a decent dishwasher for five or 600 bucks and you could find a basic one for even less. Well, how much do you think the part would cost? We don't know that that's the part. You know, you have to have a service person diagnose it. But if you just wanted to satisfy your curiosity, there's lots of uh, websites online that sell appliance parts, and I'm sure you could find it. But, you know, the issue is that it's a call to the serviceman to come out and diagnose it, and that costs some money, and then a call, and then he has to come back after the part comes in. It's not the kind of thing where they can uh, keep these parts on the truck anymore, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, well, we were wanting your expert opinion. We kind of were leaning that way anyway. You know, I tell you what, if it was older, it would be a lot easier decision. I do agree that it's still, you know, middle-aged, but I, I still don't think it's probably worth you putting the money into it. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll go shopping for a, a new dishwasher. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now I've got Larry from Arkansas on the line who's got a landlord running an extension cord from his home into Larry's place. This does not sound good. What is going on? The extension cord is plugged into our front porch and is connected to a light at an attached shed. And uh, the, the, the real problem is I'm thinking about putting a freezer in the shed and I strongly suspect that that's not enough, enough electrical support for a freezer. Probably not. And the thing is, extension cord is, is supposed to be a temporary solution, not a permanent solution. If you want to run power to another building, shed or not, uh, on the same property, it should be run properly, which is generally underground with cables that are rated for that, uh, that are tied into their own circuit with a proper circuit protection. So this is a, a shortcut, which I wouldn't recommend, and especially if you want to put an appliance out there. You know, freezers pull a lot of power when they when the compressor kicks on. So you kind of have this uh, voltage drop that happens when they first kick on um, because of the draw. And so I would suggest that if it's something you really want to do, you should think about um, having a circuit run there. That's really the best way to go. I will check into doing that. I was concerned. And rightfully so, Larry. Rightfully so. He's got the extension cord buried maybe a couple of inches some places. Oh, he buried it? Yeah. Oh, man. That's really dangerous. No, because extension cords are meant to be air-cooled. Well, yeah, but they're they're certainly not designed to be underground. That's a certain rating for wiring. Yeah. Yeah. Really dumb. Should definitely take that out, Larry. Okay. Good luck. Hey, guys. They're back. I'm talking garden gnomes. Oh, those little garden gnomes. The tricky little garden gnomes. It's this time of year. They find their way straight from the punchlines and into your planters. And they're not only the surprise trend this year in yards and gardens. We've got a lot more that's coming your way to the neighborhood garden near you. Those gnomes and more next. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. 
making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on? Pick up the phone, call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide to see what others paid for a similar project. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. And never worry when you've got Tom and I standing by. Post your questions in the community section of the Money Pit, just like Rashonda did from Maryland. Now she writes, what, if any, maintenance does a refrigerator need? Mine's only a few years old, but when I happen to be cleaning around it, I notice that the back feels a little warmer than I think it should. Well, I mean, a refrigerator typically does get a little warm. It's part of sort of the, the compressor's effort to take ambient temperature in the room and basically chill it for the refrigerator. So a little bit of a warm refrigerator back is actually pretty normal. But the the maintenance that you do need to do would really be, I think, in two areas. First of all, the door gasket. They tend to get kind of dirty and cruddy. You need to keep them clean, and you need to clean the surface that they're going to attach to clean because if they're not, they're not going to seal well. They're going to leak air. Then the compressor is going to run more, and the refrigerator is going to waste a lot of energy. The second thing that I think people forget a lot is the filter for the ice maker or for the water, chilled water, if you have it in the door. Those filters are usually inside the newer refrigerators today. They only last about a year. So if you've not replaced that, you definitely need to do just that. What I typically do when I replace mine, Leslie, is I write the date on it so I know kind of oh, when that's it was smart. done. Uh, because it's really important. If you don't replace it, it could actually become toxic. And uh, you don't want to put out water and ice that's uh, just not uh, very healthy for you and the family. And, you know, that's a good point because I finally have a refrigerator that has a water and an ice maker built right into it. And let me tell you, the ice and water are flowing freely, but I've already been thinking, you know, just a month in, I'm like, when do I change that filter? So good point. Well, are you looking for more fun in yard and gardens? Well, Leslie's got the latest surprise trend in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. And they're very, very small. (laughs) It's true. Now, this is going to fall under the topic of what's old is new again. And in that spirit, garden gnomes are making a comeback. In fact, guys, folks are setting up entire fairy gardens that are whimsical, enchanting, and delightful. I mean, they really can be so cute. And they really are a great family project as well. Now, Every enchanted garden is a little bit different, and that's where the fun really begins. So here are a few ideas to just get you thinking and getting you started, along with some tips to keep your fairies happy. Now, before you start putting anything in place, you've got to choose a theme, containers, the location, all of that. Now, it could just simply be a flower pot under a tree, or maybe it's a specifically marked off area that's inside of the flower bed. Next, go ahead and best sketch out the design that you think you want to see. Remember, you are your worst critic for yourself. So sketch, doodle, draw. As long as you understand it and you get the idea, that's totally fine. Don't be hindered by what you think your abilities are. So sketch what you want it to be. It's going to help you visualize what you want and keep those plans on track. Now, as you start to collect those items for your fairy garden, it's really smart to lay them out in place to get a feel for how this garden is going to take shape before you start adding in the small details or gluing things together. Now, when it does come time to pick plants for your garden, so many plants are going to work well in an enchanted garden, but some that are really well suited include ferns, succulents, moss, bonsai trees, primroses, 
Think small, think mystical, think things that look enchanted. Oh, it's so lovely to work on these. Now, if you're wondering where you can find these magical fairy garden gnomes, we've got a complete guide to the most popular collections. Just head on moneypit.com and search fairy gardens. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, weeds are not the only thing standing between you and a picture-perfect lawn. We're going to have some tips to help you get to the bottom of those problem patches and the common yard killers on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.